Good morning, Capital Land Church. I am so excited that you guys decided to join us on Facebook this morning, our online church platform, or wherever you are joining us. It means the world to us at Capital Land that you decided to join our church service. There's a lot of church services that are streaming right now that you could have decided to, to watch and tune into, but you guys decided to check us out. And so we thank you so much for that. Today is a special day for us because today is Palm Sunday and if you haven't noticed we're out on location because we wanted to make today super special because today is a special day for you and I in our walk with Christ. Today is the day that we celebrate Jesus' triumphant entry into the capital city of Jerusalem. Today is the day that we celebrate Jesus' last week of life here on earth before he would go to Calvary on Good Friday and before he would be resurrected into heaven and eternity with his God, with his Father God. And today we get to celebrate that today. And the next week we also get to celebrate his resurrection, Easter Sunday. How many of you love some Easter Sunday? You're getting your peeps ready. Peeps are gross. Please don't give your kids peeps. They're nasty. But that's, that's a Jared thing. That is not a right or a wrong. That's just an opinion of mine. I think they're gross and they have a shelf life of like 60 years. Nothing that has a shelf life of 60 years should ever be eaten. But that's between you and God and I'm gonna let you guys handle that on your own. But next week is Easter and we cannot wait to celebrate with you and your family. Obviously due to circumstances beyond our control, we're not gonna be able to meet publicly for Easter, but we are still gonna do something special. We're gonna have a special presentation online for you and your family to watch, but we're also gonna have and provide to you guys Easter at home kits. We're gonna provide Easter baskets for your kids. They're gonna have some crayons, they're gonna have some coloring pages, we're gonna put some uh, special treats in there with their eggs, but we're also gonna provide uh, at-home communion for you and your family to have communion along with us online. And so this week we are gonna be arranging those, so if you would like an Easter at-home kit, please DM us on our Facebook page or you can email us at the church. We would love to provide an Easter at home kit for you and for your family. All we're gonna need from you is how many kids, their ages, their names, and your address, and how many people are going to need the elements for communion. And we will make sure we deliver those to you by next Saturday. But that's next week. Today is Palm Sunday, and I'm so excited to share with you the message God laid on my heart for today and I believe that it is going to change lives because the Word of God never returns void and I am so excited to share with you so if you don't mind let's get right into it the title of my message today is the Lord needs it the Lord needs it so if you have your Bibles let's open up to Luke chapter 19 and it says this starting in verse 28 after Jesus had said this he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem as he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives he sent two of his disciples saying to them go to the village ahead of you and as you enter it you will find a colt there which no one has ever ridden untie it and bring it here if anyone asks you why are you untying it tell him the Lord needs it those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. 
As he went along, the people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Church, I am so excited today to teach this story to you. Because I think when we hear Palm Sunday, we think of palm branches, which is rightfully so. We think of Jesus riding on this colt. We think of people worshiping and praising him. But we never really talk about a certain character in this story that I really want to talk about today. And that's the character of the colt. You see, the colt really didn't have a purpose. The colt really wasn't doing anything because the colt was tied up. And there's some purpose that was in that cult because the Lord said, go and get that cult because I need it. And if they ask you, why are you untying that cult? Just tell them the Lord needs it. Church, the Lord has called you. The Lord has a purpose for you. And sometimes in life we can keep tied up and we become useless for the Lord because we are tied up. But today, church, I'm telling you, the Lord needs you. The Lord wants your gifts. The Lord wants your life. So if anybody asks, why are you doing that? Why are you, you know, going out and serving? Why are you giving your money to the church? Why are you deciding to live for Christ? You can answer them because the Lord needs me. The Lord needs you. The Lord needs me. He needs all of us. And today I'm going to talk about what in our life do we need to untie because the Lord needs it. I'm so excited to share. We have some special locations we're going to be shooting from. So I cannot wait to get the message started. So you and I, let's go ahead and let's pray. And then we're going to get going. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for today, Lord. We thank you so much that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. And so, Father, we thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We thank you that you have a word for us this morning. We cannot wait to hear it. We cannot wait to share it. Father God, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we are, church. I wanted to give you guys a special glimpse, a special treat today for Palm Sunday uh, with our message and our talk today and living out God's purpose for our life. You know, a lot of us uh, might not be living God's purpose for our life. And there was a time that I wasn't living God's purpose for my life. I'm actually standing right in front of my child at home. This was the house that I grew up in, that I spent 22 years of my life I can remember all the, the nights that I would stay up at night thinking about the purpose I had, thinking about my purpose in this world. What, did, what was I bringing to the world? And I can remember the night I gave my heart to the Lord at a church service similar to what we've experienced in our own life, thinking, God, what is the purpose for my life? I know you want me to go make you known. I know that you want me to you know, follow after you, but what is my purpose and how do I start living my purpose your purpose for my life. And church, I think there's four things that if we're going to live God's purpose for life, there's four things that we're going to have to untie. You know, that donkey there in the story, they had to untie him to unlock his purpose, to unlock his potential. His purpose was to carry Jesus into the capital city, but he was tied up. And Jesus sent two disciples to go untie him because that donkey had a purpose. Your life has a purpose. And there are some things in our life that we ourselves have to untie. 
And the first thing that we're going to have to untie, church, is we're going to have to untie our courage. Living God's purpose for our life can kind of be intimidating because we maybe we don't know what that is or maybe we don't know what we have to give up or maybe our lives are completely comfortable. Our lives are great. We are, you know, we're still working or we have a great paying job. We have a great family life. We have a great marriage, but we're not really living the purpose God would have for our lives. And that's to live for him and to make him known, which is a, a seemingly not that bad of a life. You know, God's not asking us to change too much. He's just asking us to put Him in the priority of our lives. And I can remember this point in my life, living in this house at age 22, living a good life. I had a great job. I had a great life shacking up with mom and dad. I was single, making a lot of money, but I really wasn't committed to God. I really wasn't committed to living the purpose He had for my life. And then it happened. God gave me a vision. God gave me something to do. He gave me a, a project. He said, Jared, I want you to pack up everything you own, and I want, to, I want you to pursue the call of God on your life. In church, to be honest, I, I really wrestled with it because I, there was really anybody in my family that was living the call of God on their life. So there, we went to church, and we believed in God, and we knew that He was real, but none of us were really living for Him. And at the time, I really enjoyed my life, but I knew that I knew that I knew that God was calling me out into the ministry. And it was going to take a lot of courage to move everything I knew down to ministry school down in Bradenton, Florida. I can remember I had made the decision, but it took me almost two months to tell my parents. It took me almost two months to tell my friends because I just didn't have the courage to tell them that I was going to pursue the call of God on my life. And I can remember the night that I sat my parents down and I said, hey, in two weeks, I'm going to pursue the call of God on my life. It was one of the most scariest nights in my life. But can I tell you, church, the fear wasn't from them. The fear wasn't from the circumstance. The fear was birthed inside of myself. And I can remember telling them this situation. I can remember telling them that their son was leaving to 1,500 miles away to pursue the call of God in his life. And they accepted it. They were proud of me. They said, we're, we're going to support you. We believe in you. We wouldn't make that decision, but we're going to trust and uh, we're going to provide for you. And we're going we're gonna to be proud of you no matter what. And can I just tell you, church, that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We put a lot of fear in our own lives, thinking we're making the wrong decision or thinking that this decision is going to turn badly. But can I tell you, church, with God, when we're making this decision for God and about God, peace is going to come in. So we have to untie the courage in our life because the Lord needs it. The Lord needs us to have courage. The Lord needs us to move. The Lord needs us to follow the call of God on our life. I think of a guy like Peter. You know, there was a, there's a story in the Bible where P Peter steps out of the boat to follow, God's, to follow God's voice in his life, to follow God's purpose for his life. He was the only one that jumped out. And can I tell you, church, that took a lot of faith. But Peter is known for that trial, for that situation. He was known for stepping out of the boat, to having courage to face the storm. Church, we, you and I, we have to untie our courage. You and I, we have to step out of the boat if we want to pursue God's call in our life. And when we do that, that leads to our second thing. That leads to untying our obedience. We can have all the courage in the world. We can have all the strength in the world. We can you know, be bold as lions. But the second part to us living God's purpose for our life 
is our obedience. It's funny, in this story with Jesus riding in on this colt, colts aren't naturally obedient, especially if they're, they're young. Colts are young. And so what, what naturally happens is that the shepherd or the farmer would take the colt and break him in, get him used to, you know, the idea of walking, get him idea to the, or get him used to the idea of having someone ride on his back. And naturally colts would buck because it's uncomfortable. They don't like it and it hurts. I mean, you, you got a full grown man on your back. That hurts. But when the colt realized he was going to be in the presence of royalty, he just became obedient. It sank down into him and he was obedient to carrying the name, the person, the body of Jesus into the capital city. When you and I want to live God's best for our life, when you and I want to live God's purpose for our life, it's going to take obedience. I had all the courage. I didn't have the courage, but I got the courage to tell my parents that I was leaving. I got the courage to tell my boss that I was quitting my job and moving to Florida because it stemmed from a level of obedience that I just couldn't say no anymore. I couldn't run from it anymore. I couldn't hide from it, from it anymore. What in your life do you have to have some obedience with? Is it a sin issue that you have to be obedient to God and confess? Is it a trust issue that you just need to lean into God and feel His presence? Is it a decision you have to make between leaving a job and starting a new career and God's asking you to be obedient? Church, I want to tell you that there's nothing more fulfilling in life knowing that we're being obedient to the call of God on our life. It's scary and it's going to cause you some sleepless nights. But can I tell you, church, when we muster up the courage to untie not only our courage, but our obedience, you're gonna see God move in your life like never before. This cult was obedient. Naturally, he shouldn't have been. Naturally, they aren't. But when he was in the presence of God, the Almighty, obedience was his only option. When you and I are in the presence of God, obedience follows with peace. Because when you and I are obedient to Christ, he is faithful to give us all that we desire. He is faithful to see us through onto the other side of that decision, of those tough moments leading up to that decision. Church, I am so ready to see you guys untie your courage and untie your obedience because I am ready to see God move in your life like never before. But we have to make sure we untie our courage and we have to untie our obedience. You know, church, those two things are extremely important. We have to make sure we untie our courage. We have to make sure we untie our obedience when we're trying to live the purpose that God has for our lives. And the third thing that we must untie is our love. We have to love well. When we're, when we're living the purpose for God in our lives, when we're living on purpose for Him, we have to take the very nature of Him. And His nature is love. John 3, 16, we all know the verse and it's Holy Week. Today marks the beginning of Holy Week, the week of love. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave him to us because he loved us. And so we need to make sure we're exemplifying that love, not towards just others. Church, I'm talking about yourself. I'm talking about loving yourself the way God loves you. You know, I grew up going to a church that 
I really never heard that. You know, the church I would grow up in or the church I would attend when I was growing up, it was always about do this and be better. God's not going to love you if you do this. God only loves you if you do these certain things. It was more religion-based. It was more do this to receive this. And so I struggled at a lot of times in my life, figuring out, trying to think, does God love me? Does anybody love me? Can anybody love me? And I never really understood the love that God gives until I read that verse, that God so loved us. He loved the world, he loved us, that he gave us his son. And I have a son, and I have a daughter, and I love them so, so much. And the idea of giving them away to somebody that would sacrifice them, that just tears me up as a father. And I know if you're a father or a mother, that tears you apart. But church, can I say this today? We don't have to worry about that because there was already a sacrifice made. So the thing that we need to do, the thing that we need to concentrate is receiving the love that it took, that it gave for us. The love that he had for us to give up his son. Church today, I want you to untie love. I want you to untie maybe the restrictions you've put on yourself to receive love. Maybe you grew up in a home that love really wasn't foundational. Maybe you grew up in a home that it seemed like no matter what you did, you couldn't ever receive love or you never really saw love. Today, if you're that person, I want you to know this, that there is a God that loves you so much that he gave up everything for you, for you to live in complete freedom, for you to live in complete, complete forgiveness, that Jesus Christ loves you so much that it doesn't matter the mistakes you've made in the past or the mistakes you're going to make tomorrow. He is going to love you as an unconditional love. You are loved. Say that with me, church. I am loved. I am loved by God. Because I think sometimes as Christ followers, we can get a bad rap of not exemplifying Christ's love and I want to tell you this church we're never gonna be perfect we're never gonna get it right all the time you know this week I can count I can't even count on my hands and my feet how many times I've gotten it wrong but I do know that I am doing my best to exemplify every mistake every failure every success every happy moment I'm trying to exemplify it in the love of God because he loves me so much he gave me a new life. He gave me a life that I could only ever dream of. He gave me a beautiful wife, two beautiful kids. And maybe it's hard for you to see what God's really given you. But can I tell you, church, today's not the end. We don't know when the end's going to be, but today is a new day. Today is a day that you can untie the restrictions that you put on yourself or maybe that other people have put on you about Christ's love or about just love in general. Today, untie the love of Christ and receive that today. Maybe you've received Christ's love and you understand Christ's love and you've welcomed it into your soul. Maybe it's time for you to untie the love that you have for others. Untie the love that you have for others and just put it on display 
serve other people. This is the time, church, that we need to exemplify this love more than ever. Don't be arrogant to people. Don't be rude to people. Don't be condescending to people because we have Christ or because we don't have Christ. Instead, walk humbly and choose to love others. There's not really anything more beautiful than loving other people right where they are. There's so many examples in the Bible that Jesus shows us that he loves the unlovable, the tax collectors, the sinners, the Pharisees, the people that are downgraded, the people that have been outcast and, you know, the lepers and the lame. Christ decided, I am going to love them all because my love extends for all. And today I'm sitting in my house because this is where, for me, I get to receive God's love each and every day by how much he's blessed me. Church, I grew, I grew up not knowing the love of God in my life. But when I received him, when I welcomed him into my heart, church, there's no better day. There's no better feeling. And each morning when I wake up and I see my kids and I see my wife and I see my home, I'm at home with Christ. And when we're at home with Christ, it means that we've received His love. Church, go home to Christ today. Be at home in His love. Let me be maybe the first to tell you or maybe the 100th time you've heard this. But Christ loves you so much and He wants to be at home with you. Build your life upon His love and affirmation. Jesus exemplified this with the donkey because as I was researching this story and researching, it was kind of comical all week long. I was researching attributes and characteristics and attitudes and behaviors of donkeys. You know, my, you know, as someone asked me, he's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, I'm actually researching donkeys right now. And you know, just, it's just the craziest thing. But one thing about donkeys and colts is that they are extremely, extremely loyal. They're loyal in their love. And Christ is the same way. He's loyal in his love, church. When you've met someone that's loyal, you know you can count on them through good days and bad days. This cult, Christ could count on this cult to get him where he needed to go because he knew that inside of this cult there was an attitude of loyalty. So church, today, build your life at home on Christ's love because he is loyal. He will see it through to the other side. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done or what you're going to do or where you're gonna go. Maybe you find yourself in a situation today you have no idea how it gotten this bad. You have no idea how far this has gotten. But let me tell you, church, his mercies are new every day. He loves you anew every single day. Build your life, build your home inside of his love today. Be at home with Christ today. So we have to untie his love for our lives. And the last thing, church, that we need to untie is we need to untie our thankfulness. We need to untie our thankfulness to Christ for the new life he's giving us. I'm gonna share one last verse with you this morning, and it says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 
starting in verse 16 says, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That might be hard for you. Maybe your, your circumstances aren't great. But when we choose to say, God, I trust you no matter what. Thank you for giving me this life. His heart is going to explode with love and gratitude. Pray continuously. Whether situation you find yourself in, pray. Pray. And prayer is not this long out, drawn out, Oh, please God, I need your help. Some of you are laughing really, really too hard. Some of you might not be laughing at all. My jokes probably haven't gotten much better, but I'm trying. God would rather have you real when you pray. Sometimes you might need to yell at God in your prayers. Sometimes you might need to laugh with God in your prayers. Sometimes you just might need to sit still and let God address the issues of your heart. And that's prayer. Prayer is simply spending time with God and talking to Him like I'm talking to you. Just talk to Him. God would rather have you be real with Him than not. God would rather have you yell at Him than walk away from Him. God would rather spend the time in silence with you than you not spending time with Him at all. Spend some time in prayer and be thankful. Untie your thankfulness for Him because He's done so much. He's done so, so much. And we're about to celebrate what He went through on His worst day, Good Friday. What He went through on His worst day was our best day. And we need to be thankful for that, church. He sacrificed so, so much. And we need to be thankful. Church, I am believing that you receive something out of today, out of this Palm Sunday message. Church, I cannot wait to see what God is going to do in your life. I can't wait to celebrate Good Friday with you. We will be right here Friday night, 7 o'clock, celebrating Good Friday. You know, it's not much of a time for celebration because what he went through. But we get to celebrate the fact that he went through that for you and I so that we can spend eternity with him. So we'll see you guys here Friday night, 7 o'clock. And don't forget the Easter at home kits. What we need from you is your kids' age, how many people are going to be doing communion. Sorry, I kind of stumbled there. Bear with me. We need your kids' age, your kids' names, how many kids, and then we need how many people are going to be partaking in communion so we can provide communion and Easter baskets for you guys. We love you and we cannot wait to see you guys soon. Have a blessed Holy Week and we will see you guys Friday night, 7 o'clock. Be blessed. Let me pray a blessing over you right now. Jesus, I love you. I thank you so much for what today was. I thank you so much for what today represents, Father. And let us, church, let us pray that we will start to untie courage, obedience, love, and thankfulness so that we can go out and live on purpose for Christ. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're here listening to the sound of my voice and you've never given your heart to the Lord, let me lead you in a prayer. Pray this in your heart as I pray it out. I'll say, Jesus, I love you. I thank you for sacrificing so much for me. Father, I receive your love today. 
I express with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are God. I give you my life today. I start a brand new life inside of you today. And I thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Church, I love you and I can't wait to see you guys soon. Be blessed and we'll see you Friday.